All right, welcome back to the Come Follow Me Bible Challenge. My name is Jeremy Howard. I'm the pastor of Orchard Hills Bible Church in Payson, Utah. We're going through the Old Testament in this series, following along with the Come Follow Me curriculum from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And today we are going to be looking at the book of Judges, kind of. So last week was the entire book of Joshua. We just looked at a couple a couple of passages, really. Uh, you can't You can't cover a whole book in one week. Well, Judges, we're going to be looking at uh, just a couple of verses, really, and I want I just want to give you something to consider. So it'll probably be a shorter lesson today. You know, because I'm this has been published, and you know how long this is. I don't know how long this is going to be <laughs> just yet. Isn't time a funny thing? But I, I want to look at a couple of verses in the book of Judges and make a connection to the Old Testament that perhaps will help you in your reading of the book of Judges, okay? So uh, not trying to do too much today. We're, we're not trying to you know, blaze a, a new trail of really deep theological explanation today. We're just I'm just giving you a couple little things to chew on. So here is a great summary verse of the book of Judges. Judges 17, 6. In those days there was no king in Israel. Every man did what was right in his own eyes. Not what was right, period, but what was right in his own eyes. Here's another one. Judges 21, 25. In those days there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. Would you look at that? It's uh, the same. It's the same thing. <laughs> no king in Israel. Every man did what was right in his own eyes. Why am I bringing that up to you? Because that really sums up the uh, the book of Judges. You're gonna read through it, and there's a lot of crazy stuff that goes on. You'll read about Ehud. You'll read about Eglon. You'll read about Samson. Oh man, Samson. That is crazy stuff. Yeah, it's easy to read through those four chapters or whatever on Samson and think. What am I supposed to get out of this? Baseline, what you can get out of it is that every man was doing what was right in his own eyes. It was a really, really crazy time. A friend of mine has been preaching through the book of Judges at his church in Indiana, and he said, here's the overarching principle of the book of Judges. When men reject the one true God as king over their lives, it results in dysfunction, destruction, and sorrow. I think that's a that's a great summary. When men reject the one true God as king over their lives, it results in dysfunction, destruction, and sorrow. Just look around at our society today, and you have plenty of examples of that, don't you? Look around at societies through human history, and you have plenty of examples of that. Well, I want to make a connection to the uh, to the New Testament in this because if we're saying, look, the the big idea of judges is that everyone was just doing what they thought was right, and they were wrong. They were doing wrong things, but they thought they were right. In their own eyes, they looked at themselves and thought, "I'm in the right," but in reality, they were in the wrong, and it resulted in dysfunction and dis- destruction and sorrow. Well, how can we think rightly about our lives so that we, we focus on what God wants us to focus on, we, we think about things the way God has instructed us to think about things, and, and we honor God in our thinking and consequently our living? How can we do that? Well, I want to jump to John chapter 6 and hear from 
King Jesus. This is a good idea, isn't it? It's never a bad idea to hear from Jesus. John 6, 26. This is after he fed the 5,000, which was an amazing display of, of his power. Well, Jesus answered the people and said, Truly, truly, I say to you, you seek me, not because you saw signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Do not work for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. For on him the Father, God, has set his seal. Therefore they said to him, What shall we do so that we may work the works of God? And this might be your very question. As you read through the book of Judges and everyone's doing what was right in their own eyes and they keep messing up over and over and over again. And it's just very, very dysfunctional. There's a lot of death. There's a lot of sorrow. You're saying, okay, I don't want to do that. I don't want that to be my life. So what do I do? What do I do? do? The people are saying, what shall we do that we may work the works of God? So Jesus has, he's omniscient. That means he knows all things. He's all powerful. He knows the hearts of the people perfectly. I mean, there's so many different directions he could go here, right? I mean, think, think of what you would say if someone asked you that, like what? Someone says, Hey, I want to, I want to honor God. Where do I start? So maybe just think in your mind for a moment. How would you answer that question? Someone says, I want to live for God. I want to do his works. Where do I start? You got an answer? You thinking about it? All right, let's see what Jesus says. Verse 29, he answers this question. Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. Let's stop there. Out of all the places Jesus could have gone with an answer, he starts with, believe in me. (laughs) I love that. Now, if Jesus was just a man, that would be an incredibly narcissistic answer, right? Uh, that, That wouldn't impart hope or stability to anybody. But he is God. He's the Savior of the world. It's right for him to call on people to believe in him. That is the starting point. That's the starting point. How do you keep from doing what's right in your own eyes and honoring God with your actions? How do you do that? Well, you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, the biblical Christ. Okay, let's keep reading. They replied to that, verse 30. What then do you do for a sign so that we may see and believe you? What work do you perform? As if the feeding the 5,000 wasn't enough. Our fathers ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread out of heaven to eat. Well, Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread out of heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread out of heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down out of heaven and gives life to the world. Then they said to him, Lord, always give us this bread. Now that's a good, that's a good short prayer that we can agree with. Lord, always give us this bread. So here's my little principle, little encouragement for you. If you're reading through the book of Judges this week, like you're supposed to, being a good little Latter-day Saint, that's a good thing to do. Well, um, 
and it, it's good for Christians. Be good little Christians to read through the book of Judges, too. Uh, a lot of times we evangelical Christians can kind of ignore books like the book of Judges. Well, be good little evangelicals and read through that. As you do that, consider how they were not submitting to the instruction of the Lord to focus on Him, to seek to honor Him and serve Him, but instead appealing to all of their own thoughts, all of their own reasoning. They were going about life, doing what was right in their own eyes. Consider that, and then consider what you've been called to do. Now that Jesus has come, and he has brought life to the world, he's the bread out of heaven, and he's the one who gives us purpose for life, seeking after him now. Consider how it is that you should live in appealing to Jesus Christ through the, through the gospel, and then living a life that reflects gospel truth and gospel love. That is so much better than doing what's right in your own eyes, isn't it? Getting into the Word of God, reading through, say, the book of John that we were just in, discovering who Jesus is. I mean, you start in the, the Gospel of John right from the very first verse. You're getting some pretty heavy information about who Jesus is. It's pretty amazing. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. You just take that first verse and dwell on that for eternity, right? Well, He's given you His message, He's given you His life, and He's called you to believe. That's your starting place in working the works of God. Believe on the one whom He has sent. Read about Jesus in the Bible. Learn who He is. Believe on Him. Trust in that Jesus. And then you just enter into a whole new world of not doing what's right in your own eyes, but conforming your desires to God's and living a life that honors Him. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that delightful? Don't you want that? To be freed from your own eyes. Because your own eyes will deceive you and lead you down some very contradictory wayward paths. To be freed from that and to have your eyes fixed on Jesus. That's, that's a lot better. So read through the book of Judges. See how it is they messed up. And then go read the book of John and see how it is you ought to think and live. That's all I got for you today. God bless.